Welcome to Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping build a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I'm your host, Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pinker LLC, certified master life and business coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and business owners, our time is valuable. That's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode will dive into candid conversations around various topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in business, family, and in life. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. So today, you all have no clue how super excited I am to have our guest on here today. Truly, truly, uh, get your drinks. Um, make sure that when we say the topic, you don't spit anything out of your mouth because some people may do that, but it's okay. Um, you all know that Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations is a podcast that talks about issues centered around women and moms that some women and moms may find taboo. But I, your host, Tamara C. Gooch, I love talking about topics that other people don't want to talk about us as moms. So today I have the pleasure of talking with Sophia Fortin. She is the founder of the Happy Vagina Project, a certified authentic tantra coach and sex educator. She is the go-to gal for all things motherhood and sexuality. Her mission in life is to help all mamas, whether you're new or seasoned, to become best friends with their vaginas their womanhood and their authentic selves so they can unleash their inner awesome on the world. I love that. She is a mother, stepmother, wife, philosopher, feminist, and all around badass. Sophia brings a sassy blend of real talk, tantric tools, and modern science to her approach. As a longtime communications consultant, She's got the chops to cheerlead you through those tough times when the ground beneath you doesn't seem too stable anymore and the things you thought you knew about yourself and your world are shifting. Please help me welcome Sophia to the Chocolate Chat Cafe. Hello, <laughs> Hello. I'm so excited to be here as well. Oh <laughs> what my a warm gosh. welcome. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on here. Um, I don't even know where to begin, where to dive into. So first, can you please share with the audience a little bit about uh, you out mm -hmm of what you do outside of what i do well um i live all the way up in northern canada um in the yukon which i always like to joke is alaska's cheeky neighbor <laughs> so i live about two hours um drive from skagway alaska if any people are familiar with kind of where the cruise ships go okay. up north and um, yeah, I've got two littles in my life. I have an 18-month-old girl and a seven or eight-year-old stepson. 
Um, so that keeps me pretty busy. And so does cross country skiing when it's not minus 40 out. And <laughs> when you were talking about drink of choice, I was like, oh, I didn't, I should have made <laughs> mine, which is um, a soy chai latte. And I'm totally going to enjoy one after we finish awesome. our chat today. <laughs> awesome. yeah. So yeah, that's a bit about me. I'm the oldest of four kids and um just a total mama soul, really. I mother everyone. <laughs> yes, totally understand that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I am familiar with the Yukon. Haven't been there, and I keep telling my husband I want to take an Alaskan cruise mm -hmm. um, because I just I recently added um, travel to my business. And most people may say, "Well, you do all of what you do, and now you have travel." Well, it just made sense. Been in business going yeah. to conferences, traveling in different places. So I figured I might as well make money while I'm traveling. Totally. And, and let that be a part of the business as well. But um, yeah, so what, what do you feel, and I think I know the response to this, what do you feel is your life's purpose and mm -hmm. why you're so passionate about it through what you do? Such a great question. Um, what really articulates that for me is actually um, the legend of Lilith, which I don't know if you're familiar with or any of no. your audience is going to be familiar with. And I, I had heard about it through various streams. So um, there was Lilith Fair. It was this music festival that happened in the 90s with Sarah McLaughlin, who's a famous Canadian musician. Okay. And when I went to university, I got introduced to Lilith. But I started reading the book, uh, and I'm totally blanking on the title. I know it's by uh, Christian Northrup, I believe. But she talks about the le legend of Lilith. So Lilith was um, Adam's first wife, they say, okay. before Eve. And she was a demigod. Um, so like half goddess, half human. Mm -hmm. And the story goes that she refused to lay with him. Mm. And she was therefore banished to the desert and she kind of became sort of personified as the like evil hypersexualized woman okay. um, that men were kind of afraid of because she sort of had these like demony uh, supernatural powers. And what they say about Lilith is that she had, and I'm talking in very like, this is like, yeah, legendary sort of talk, but it really... Yeah takes me where I'm going, which is that she That's okay. was the blending of what we call the like kundalini serpentine, like sexual reproductive creative force energy that's in us. Okay. And that like all seeing intuitive force that the feminine kind of has. And she blended those two things. Okay. So there's this power in having such clarity on what needs to happen and clarity on herself and then this creative life force inside her to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And when she was banished, those two things got separated. And what's interesting in that is basically Sophia, the goddess of wisdom represented by the owl is the one piece. And then the serpent, which is kind of interesting because that's the snake from the yeah. Adam and Eve legend or stories um is representative of that like shameful taboo sexual energy right mm -hmm. so 
bring this back to my own life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have basically been giving sex advice since before I was having sex. Um, okay. <laughs> I was sitting in my little Pontiac Sunfire in the parking lot at school at lunch and chatting with my friends about what was going on for them and dutifully repeating whatever Q&A I had read in Cosmo Mag that week. <laughs> um, I've always been fascinated by this topic and I was really blessed with a group of girlfriends in high school who were super open like we would talk constantly about our relationships and, and what we had tried or were trying or were curious mm -hmm. about. Uh, but I basically spent my 20s searching for my orgasm, thinking I was never going to have one, constantly feeling sexually dissatisfied. And I spent a year, um, I sort of describe it as like at war with my vagina. I was mm -hmm. at the doctor's office constantly with urinary tract infections, yeast infections, just like discomfort. I thought I was going to be diagnosed with vulvodynia, which is um, mm -hmm. a diagnosis around painful intercourse. So things were not going well for me <laughs> sexually in my 20s. Yeah. And when I read this book, I was like, oh my God, because at the same time I was feeling very disconnected from what, you know, my feminine power or my feminine self or my just different parts of myself that were more authentically myself. I, I felt were kind of repressed and hiding and didn't have a way out. So when I read this Leland of, legend of Lilith, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is my name, Sophia. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a Scorpio. So I'm like ruler of the sexual organs <laughs> <laughs> and relationships. Okay. And I myself have been having this challenge. Like this is my mission in life to support women to bring back that intuitive power with their creative creating energy right mm -hmm. so that's pretty big picture it looks like a lot more practical things in the day-to-day -day, but uh -huh. that's sort of what keeps me grounded in my work for sure ah because your topic sex after kids mm -hmm. is your vagina your bff or your frenemy <laughs> <laughs> that had me in my office like almost on the floor <laughs> laughing I love it because I cannot tell you how many women I've heard now I'm a mother twice over yeah but there's a huge gap I have a 25 year old and I have a five-year-old wow wow so it's different now that I'm 45 with a five-year-old than it was yep. when I was 20 with my, totally. my five-year-old or my, my oldest. And yep. do you find that for moms at whatever age, yep. it tends to be that problem that with kids and and sex they find it hard to one have a desire mm -hmm. or two just kind of say okay it's there what do i do <laughs> what do i do with it other than, than keep it clean uh, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> no seriously yeah what do i do with it um what do you find is like one of the most pressing questions or issues? So I think it kind of depends on where people are in their parenting journey. And I find uh -huh. there's a couple phases. So when we're talking about the early postpartum period, right? Mm -hmm. Between one and six months, 
um, there's a whole new relationship happening with our vagina. And depending on what kind of birth we had, what kind of delivery we had, what kind of tearing or stitching or whatever we've had, um, our vagina can go from like perfectly quote unquote functioning one day to like, oh my God, who is this thing now the next day? And we may be bleeding heavily. We may get our period back quickly. And there's so much that we don't talk about, right? We, we focus so much on like how to care for your child. There's not mm-hmm. a lot about the fact that you're going to be like sitting with a heating pad on your back and a popsicle in your panties, yes. <laughs> right? So A, there's just dealing with the like physical change after delivery. And then of course, the next common question I have always is when can I get back to intercourse or more likely... Um, I get, my partner wants me to come back to intercourse and I am petrified that it's going to hurt, that my vagina is going to be loose and sloppy, um, that it's not going to feel the same, right? There's just all these worries that with this large transformation, things aren't going to function the way they should, right? Yeah. So that tends to be what I see kind of in the early stages, As, you know, we get through the sleepless nights and we start to function more and more as ourselves, um, it definitely, I would say low libido or Mm -hmm. lack of libido is one of the predominant things that I see and that people complain about with this added dimension of, I mean, the thing is, is like, I'd love for us to come up with a new term other than low libido, because low is like yeah. compared to what, right? Exactly. Um, and so often what I see is women feeling stressed that their partners want more sex or want them to enjoy it more or want them to be initiating more. And the reality is that everything may have changed, right? Your physical body has changed. Right. It may not respond the same way. That's you right. maybe you used to be a boob girl and you loved nipple play or whatever and now yeah. you're like don't touch my boobs a baby is touching my boobs yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> um your emotional landscape has changed right. things that used to not bother you may bother you now and one of the big things i see in the emotional landscape is people really struggling to reconcile being a mother and being a sexual being right mm-hmm. mothers are not sexy mothers don't do sexy things it's kind of that virgin whore complex right so we may have never thought of that before and then all of a sudden we're starting to feel weird about sex because like what if the kids hear us (laughs) or you know um all kinds of stuff and then all these societal expectations come into play and we can see dynamics in our relationship change because all of a sudden who's doing what, who's being cared for, who's doing what chores can really switch Mm -hmm. and it can bring up some stuff in our relationship, right? So libido is like this multifaceted thing. If we could imagine like 10 balls of yarn all tangled together, like this is Uh, the number of factors that are at play in your libido. uh So women have a baby, all these dimensions have changed and then they just go, I'm broken. I don't work the way that I used to. Um, what's wrong with me? And their partners yeah. are reiterating, like, you're broken, you're broken. What, when are we going to get back to the old way? Um, can you go fix yourself, right? So that tends to be what I see, um, in particular, because I work with women who are struggling on this front. I mean, it's perfectly possible for people to actually find orgasm more easy to achieve after childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to find a renewed sense of libido after childbirth. Those things can happen. Uh, they just don't tend to be common for sure. Wow. You said a mouthful and it's, oh gosh. And I'm just going to speak for me because I don't, I can't speak for other women. I was there because I was 40 or had just turned 40, had my little one and I had a C-section, first C-section. Yeah. And it was strange and I was breastfeeding. Yep. Now, first and foremost, my husband was like, nope, don't want to touch you anywhere at this moment. <laughs> because... They go through a whole shift, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, I wasn't thinking of him. Yeah. After the six-week checkup, I'm still breastfeeding. I breastfed her until she was almost three. Yeah. And within that time period of me... Being a new mom after 20 years, I had no desire. Yeah. It was like, eh, you want to what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I'll just lay here. And he's like, oh, what's, like, what's going on? Um, he was the guy that, that loved these. And I'm thinking, okay, once this dries up, do I really want to touch on these? Because I had that mindset. I fed our little one <laughs> with these here. What? What? You know, although they used to be yours, they're no longer yours, you know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I have experienced those feelings of, like they said, the low libido. I don't like that term either, and I wish someone would come up with something a little bit different, but no one tends to talk about this. My doctor never nope. talked about it. And I found that to be odd. Yeah. Why is it that women, or I won't say women, why is it not discussed more in the healthcare field? And my background is in healthcare. Yeah. Because it affects women. It affects moms. Why is it not discussed? Because we deal with it. It's like that... Our hormones go from here mm-hmm. and totally. here, and our husbands have to deal with things as well as we're going through. Yeah. Um, do is there anything that you've done work in or researched or um, have coached or talked about that kind of discusses why this is such a topic that healthcare professionals? don't discuss with women after they go through the yeah so i i don't have any research on it but what i would say is that women's sexuality has never been at the forefront of medicine period at all uh you know the clitoris i think or was it the g-spot one of the two was not i think it's the clitoris is not well like documented until the 1980s (laughs) and it's still missing from many medical textbooks I can't tell you the number of workshops I offer where women in their mid forties, like I see their jaws drop when I talk about all the areas of erectile tissue <laughs> and all the areas that they can get stimulated in their vagina and their vulva. And they, don't, cause they, them don't pleasure. they have never been told. So to me, hmm. this is a larger symptom of 
our sexuality doesn't matter and our pleasure doesn't matter, right? Oh so we set this deadline of like six weeks postpartum and you're good to go to have and sex. You're good well, to go. Yeah. no, like six weeks postpartum, maybe <laughs> my equipment is yes. technically like healed Snatch. and there's no <laughs> risk of damage. Exactly. But did anyone check in with me about how I'm feeling? Because six weeks postpartum, I was missing a chunk of nipple going through excruciating pain, breastfeeding, you know, for 45 minutes every hour and a half. Like there's no effing way I was interested in being <laughs> intimate, right? So this is all based on our bodies being for male sexual pleasure. And it becomes inherent in our own views because when mm. women come to see me, they say, I want to want sex more for him. I'm tired of him hounding me. Or I want to please him. You know, I can see that he's suffering and he's not getting the sex he wants. And I'm like, whoa, 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 lady. Mm -mm. Like, what about pleasure for your own sake? Thank you. What about the fact that orgasms feel good for you? And I, I'm going to get mine. They're good for you. Like, <laughs> yes. the, they're, they're, they yes. help with headaches and immunity yes. and all these things, right? You release so much. Totally, totally. If you have good ones. And that's <laughs> the other thing is then you go, 95% yes. of the time I'm having sex with you and it's kind of shitty because you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> um, and that's because sex is a skill that we don't, learn it's uh, amy joe goddard who's another sex therapist and coach talks often about how it's like cooking like nobody's born a five-star red right. chef it's learned you know it's, 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 you it's learn tough. recipes That's you right. fail horribly That's you try right. different flavors and because we have shame and taboo around sex we don't speak effectively with our partners mm. about what we want. We don't masturbate so that we actually know what no, we want. No, that's right. And then we don't, we're missing curiosity and play and just lightness and experimentation that's in right. our sex lives, right? Yes. Um, and that's pretty much one of my biggest recommendations for parents, whether they're at the six-week mark and wanting to get started again but not sure how. Or if it's been three years and they're like, oh my God, we are still stuck in this rut, is to plan what I call a naked, sexy, fun playtime. Oh. <laughs> what I mean I by like that, that is just getting naked together and, and having fun yes. in a super low pressure, expectation free zone. Maybe we will have intercourse, maybe we maybe will we not. The right. point is naked fun giggling laughter yes. relaxation and pleasure massaging experimenting with different textures just like having a nice time because when we can create a positive experience yeah. let's say this is in the context of your first time back after baby and you just play naked for 30 minutes and then you decide mm -hmm. you're not ready to go all the way that day your body goes, oh, the last time we were naked with our partner, we had a nice time. Yes. It was fun. It was relaxing. It was positive. I'm willing to try this again and open up and relax to mm -hmm. that, which is what we need to have good sex. <laughs> exactly. Whereas if we force it and we go, okay, we're just going to stick it in and like yeah. make this happen. There's some tent. Your body goes, yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, if your body's experiencing pain, if your vagina doesn't have yeah. a good time, uh, she's gonna, next time she's going to be like, that sucks That's last right. time. I'm going right. to embrace myself. Yes. And then we're achieving the exact opposite of what we want. The exact oh, opposite. my goodness. 
Oh my goodness, we can talk for so long. Um, that is so true. That is so, so true. And I love the conversation because that's me. Um, I will tell my husband, this is what I like. Yeah. But most women don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm vocal. <laughs> I have to be, be vocal because I know me and I know my body. Mm-hmm. So I know what makes me tick yeah. and what will give him what he desires as well. But I'm going to get mine too. Totally. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a must. Whole point. It's a yes. ripple effect in. Oh, yes. You show up in other parts in your life that way exactly. too. Exactly. And right? it will send him into this whole nother dimension that's like, oh, I didn't know we could do this or achieve this together. Yeah. So what you said is awesome. So what is your response or what is the response that you're getting from the audience with what you do? Uh, I mean, I say women are needing, right? Um, and I think mostly when I talk about these things sound simple, right? Yeah. Masturbate, get to know yourself, speak to your partner befriend your period, talk to your vagina. Hey, vagina, how are you doing? What's going on for you? (laughs) Talk about sex more. They sound simple on the top of it. Yes. But they're radical and they're radically defiant because this over-dominating culture that says our sexuality is not for us, it's for other people, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Our choices don't matter. So I, I try not to belittle or um, it takes guts to actually go and masturbate and then ask your partner for what you want, right? Oh, yeah. Because of this overarching layer. Um, so most of it is just I'm giving people permission to even think about these things, mm-hmm. to start a dialogue within themselves and maybe with their friends. And then maybe if they're bold with their partners. And for me, it's about this ripple effect, right? Like the skills you need to have great sex are an ability to relax, be present yeah. in the moment, yeah. communicate effectively. That's right. And I'll tell you what, if you want to succeed in business, You better know your boundaries and your limits and you better know how to communicate them. You better know how to be present. You better know how to be vulnerable and take risks. That's right. If you want to meet the love of your life, it's the same. And if you want to parent kids who are amazing, it's the same. It's the same. (laughs) Yeah. So it's by going down this one route. uh, It's not the only route there, but it's a powerful route. because of the shame and taboo that exists in our society. Yes, and I love what you just mentioned because I didn't have someone, I used to want to be a sex therapist as well, Mm -hmm. but I took a different route in the healthcare field and I just share things with friends um, that I had learned and a lot of them were ashamed to masturbate or they were ashamed to explore their own bodies to know what it is that they like yeah and it was as if they thought you know someone was in the room and they had an audience watching them and they figured I can't do this because I'm feeling funny and I said okay you're getting to know who you are Mm -hmm. if you don't know who you are how can you share with your partner what you like what you don't like 
It's yeah. not about him. It's not always about him. It's about you as well. It's two of you in that room, in the bed, yeah. or on the couch, or the floor, or the table, or wherever. But it's yeah. you two. So if he doesn't know where your G spot is, you gotta navigate. You gotta help him navigate to get to that point. So there are many people that are watching right now. Um, did you ever imagine that you would be doing what you're doing? Now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes and no. I like, yeah. I I started out as a communications consultant, so I helped businesses tell their stories and get vulnerable. But yeah, it was seven or eight years ago now. Uh, almost 10, I guess I went to this thing called Moxie camp okay. in New York. And she asked us about all of our why me moments. She was talking about uh, figuring out your purpose and just those moments where you're like this again, universe, like why me, why always this thing. And the only thing I could land on was this year I was at war with my vagina and all those sort of relationships that I had been through. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, funny enough, I also have always been very outspoken about sex and had this group of friends. Hilarious. Ha ha, I should write a sex book. <laughs> and, you know, seven, eight years later, I've invested in becoming a coach and an educator, and I'll write that book yet one of these days. Yes, um, write it, write it. Yeah. Now that I'm here, it seems only natural, right? Yeah. When I talk about Lilith and all those things coming together and yeah. my name and my lineage and all these things. Um, and yet, had I imagined that when I was younger, I wanted to be a psychologist. So maybe I would have gotten there faster if I'd taken that route. Ah. <laughs> here I am. Yes. And there are so many women who are in need of that book. Mm -hmm. they may not tell people that they're buying it and that they're reading it but they're <laughs> going to put seriously i am so serious because let me know when you when you write it because i will make sure that we put it out there for promotion now i may have people in my church who may say well <gasps> tomorrow but i'm gonna let them know okay our we took our church i don't even be drinking the water at our church there's so many kids because I'm like, okay, I, I have mine. And I laugh and say, you know, even Christians, because I am one. Yeah. But they have, you know, my husband laughs when I say this. I said, some of the biggest freaks are Christians. But they just mm -hmm. try to do it behind closed doors. But there are some women who have that mindset of, because I am a Christian, because I do go to church, the desire should be for my husband and whenever he wants sex. I should yeah. just be the one to give it to him. They don't feel that there should be any pleasure in it for them. Yeah. And I just can't think that way. And, and, and No, and the thing is, is yeah. if that's really your motivation and, and if that's the motivation that works for you and you feel good and in alignment yeah. with that, you will please him more. <laughs> yeah, but then on the other end, you'll be depressed acting and... It, not full of life. Yeah. You'll I mean, want something, but don't know what that something is. Yeah. And it's because when we shut down parts of our sexuality, we're shutting down parts of ourselves, right? Exactly. And my, my sex coach is always like, we have this vagina, and we sort of like take it off and put it in the cabinet for the week. Exactly. We pull it out once a week and go, hey. And I'm like, no, man, 
your vagina is your second heart. Like she can tell you, she is where your intuition lives about everything, right? About everything. Um, so when you're in dialogue with her and you can masturbate to be in dialogue with her, or you can just put a hand on your low belly and say, Hey, body, <laughs> what's going on? That's How do we right. feel about XYZ decision? Right? <laughs> I'm still learning that one, but, <laughs> but it's powerful. You're powerful. Now, are you working on any new projects at the moment? Um, so I have a few things going on and the best place to send people would probably be my website, the happy vagina project.com. Um, I always have my sex after kids, uh, or reset your sex life mini video series. And that's for anyone who just had a baby or is in the first couple of years. So it's a free video series. They can check out to talk a little bit more deeply about some of the stuff we talked about today uh -huh. and how to kind of get to know your libido bit more start that conversation with your partner and move things forward right I'm really all about like crafting your mm. sex life being intentional about awesome. creating the sex life and the relationship that you want right um, and then at the end of the month here January 27th I'm going to kick off my next round of the light your fire libido challenge so that's a five-day free challenge where we're um, helping people to just explore their libido. Libido is not this thing that just turns on just like this magically. Exactly. Um, it's actually a thing we can learn to work with and manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, instead of just being like, it's off, it doesn't work, that's it. It does work. It's working just fine. You're not uh, operating it properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can head to the website to sign up for that. And uh, last but not least, in March, I'm going to be launching a, um, I don't have a name for it yet. I need help with a name, but it's a parenting mastermind or a membership for parents with preteen and tween kids mm. all around starting these conversations with puberty. So how do oh, we support our kids through all the things that puberty brings? Cyberbullying, friendship yeah. changes, emotional regulation, and all the physical stuff that's happening. So uh, yeah, people can head to the website as well. And there's a wait list for that while I get ready to launch it. That is awesome. So as we're wrapping things up, what are two things that you can leave our listeners with today? that they can take away from this show that would inspire them or empower them? Yes. Um, well, I think the first thing for me is always to start with a bit of reflection with myself. And, you know, a couple of questions that I always encourage people to start with is actually to think about why sex matters to me. Why does sex matter to me or not matter to me? <laughs> uh, why does sex matter in my relationship or to my relationship? Mm -hmm. And how am I feeling right now about my sex life on a scale of one to 10? And why is that? Right. So mm. just having to check in because most of us are sort of ignoring this, right? Exactly. It's not great. And we're just not even taking the time to think about it. So I'd say step number one is to just actually ask yourself, why does sex matter to me? Why does sex matter in my relationship? And if I'm not where I'm at, want to be, why do I think that is? Mm. Um, that's a great first step. 
a second step would be if you're feeling brave and in a relationship where this is safe is to open up that dialogue with your partner. So to have them think about the same things and to share your reflections with one another, right? That is awesome. Uh, and step number two, I mean, it's as basic as basic, <laughs> but really the number one thing any sex therapist, coach, <laughs> person is going to tell you is that masturbation is the number one thing. So if you're experiencing low libido and you want to rebuild that fire, you got to start with yourself. Yeah. If you can't even masturbate, if you can't even muster <laughs> the desire to go into the bedroom and have some love for yourself, it's pretty hard to muster it for your partner. And libido kind of begets libido, right? So that first couple of times you might have to sort of like drag yourself. It's kind of like going to yoga, right? Like, you know, you should go, but you don't want to go. So I always tell my clients, like, you just got to show up to the mat, treat it like a date, yeah. have a bath, light That's some right. candles, That's put on right. your favorite music. And again, you don't have to go all the way. Your masturbation practice doesn't have to look like anything other than your hands on your mm -hmm. own body. And, yeah. and that's where you start. Mm. You all heard it here. Now, can you share with everyone listening how they can get in contact with you for mm -hmm. coaching, speaking, everything that you have to things. offer? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so my website at www.thehappyvaginaproject.com has all those freebies on it as well as my coaching packages and I love doing speaking as well. Um, or folks can email me sophia at thehappyvaginaproject.com anytime. I love getting your questions no matter how weird you think they are. <laughs> I'm also on Instagram. I believe it's the Happy V Project uh, on Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook. I believe it's the Happy V. So you can grab me anywhere there. Um, I send out lots of free stuff, lots of tips, contents, ideas, conversation starters. Um, and I love, love, love hearing from folks about what they are struggling with and what they're looking for. Thank you so much, Sophia, for joining us today. You all have been listening to Sophia Fortin. Did I say your last name right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have been talking about sex after kids. Is your vagina your BSF or your frenemy? Make sure you stay tuned each week for a new episode of Very Raw, Real, and Authentic conversation with some phenomenal women. Uh, and remember, a pearl isn't a pearl until it's out of its shell. Thank you all so much, and I look forward to coming back soon. <laughs>